All right, everyone, from that clickety-clack sound, it's time again for TV Oblivion, the podcast. I'm your host, Pete Castanis. This is episode 34, season two. Today's date is March 12th, 2023, and welcome to the show. So here is the lineup for uh, today's program. Uh, let's see, the from the 1950s, it would be the syndicated uh, Western series, Cowboy G-Men from the 1960s, the TV sitcom Don't Call Me Charlie. From the 1970s, the TV anime series The Barclays. From the 1980s, the uh, TV sitcom Filthy Rich. From the 1990s, the TV uh, crime drama Bodies of Evidence. And also from the 2000s, the sitcom Andy Richter Controls the Universe. And from the 2010s, the uh, TV drama 666 Park Avenue. Oh, scary. (laughs) So this will be a very interesting uh, program. (laughs) Okay, so uh, before I get started, uh, this program will go into a commercial break. And this program is brought to you by Handy Wrap. And uh, here's the commercial. The commercial is from, excuse me, the commercial is from 1967. Very popular product uh, to keep everything, keep all your food preserved and fresh. So sit back and enjoy, and I'll be back with the show. Thank you, everyone. Why do you use wax paper? Now there's Handy Wrap at about the same price. Freshness is a snap with Handy Wrap. This cheese was stored a week in wax paper. It's tough, dry, stale. This cheese was stored a week in Handy Wrap. It's tender, moist, fresh. Keep up dryness, keep in taste with Handy Wrap. You can fix sandwich lunches the night before. Keep leftovers first day fresh and protect greens in Handy Wrap. Why do you use wax paper? Now there's Handy Wrap at about the same price. Handy Wrap is really moisture resistant. Eggs in boiling water prove it. Boiling water, and with Handy Wrap, not even a leak. It keeps food fresher and tasting nice. And like wax paper, it's low in price. Why do you use wax paper? Now there's Handy Wrap. Freshness is a snack with Handy Wrap. Handy Wrap. Okay, everyone, I am back. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the commercial for Handy Wrap. Uh, this product's still made, I believe. I haven't seen it in a while. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I remember the advertisements from the 70s and 80s, uh, particularly this 1970s. Uh, let's see, what was uh, the competition? I think like um, with other plastic wraps. I, Saran Wrap, of course. Yeah. Um, but uh i'm sure it's around uh if you check ebay or not ebay amazon excuse me <laughs> or if you go to a target store maybe you can uh, find it i'm sure it's there i could be wrong okay at the beginning of the program i uh described the lineup for today's program and uh so we're gonna get started so the first show I'm going to talk about is from the 1950s, the syndicated Western series, Cowboy G-Men. Uh, to, to be honest with you, I never heard of this show. And uh, 
So I had to do some research uh, yesterday to read about it, and I saw a couple episodes. It was pretty good. So uh, so I'll get started on that. Uh, this premiered on September 13th, 1952, uh, and ended uh, June 13th, 1953. Uh, one season, 39 episodes. And... Uh, it starred uh, actors uh, Russell Hayden and uh, Jackie Coogan. And uh, we all know Jackie Coogan from, uh, he was a famous silent film star and also as Uncle Fester from The Addams Family, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> so uh, Russell Hayden's character, his name was Pat Gallagher, and Jackie Coogan was Stoney Crockett. And they were a pair of government agents operating in the in the on uh, the old west in the 1870s. They also had an associate. Uh, his name was Zerbo, and uh, that was portrayed by actor Phil Arnold. He was a famous vaudevillian uh, actor. And sometimes uh, when they, the plots were like they would find uh, cattle rustlers or like real bad guys and. Uh, Pat Gallagher would typically undercover as a ranch hand, and Crockett was a, took the role of a wrangler. And, uh, you know, typical, you know, Western uh, that consists of uh, fights, uh, maybe a little romance in there. You know, if it involved kidnapping, uh, shootings, murder, you know, murder and all that, or even uh, maybe a duel like that. Uh, the show was f first filmed in color, but it only appeared on black and white when it aired on television. So, uh, like I said before, I watched the show yesterday. It's a pretty good show. It's not bad. And uh, let's see. So, the show was released on DVD a few years ago, uh, but only about... 10, 10 episodes. Uh, they don't have all of them. So uh, I don't recall seeing it in the store or maybe on the website or anything like that. So right now I'm going to play the theme song for Cowboy G-Men. And uh, when I come back, I will talk about uh, Jackie Coogan. So a little bit of that. So sit back and enjoy everyone. Thank you. Cowboy G-Men, hard-riding, fast-shooting, government secret service men of the Old West, working undercover on dangerous special assignments, courageous, resourceful fighters for law and order. The Cowboy G-Men in General Delivery, starring Russell Hayden as Pat Gallagher and Jackie Coogan as Tony Crockett. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the theme song for Cowboy G-Men. Uh, let me talk. I'll talk about a little about uh, Jackie Coogan. Uh, he started as a child actor in silent films. Uh, he was born October 26, 1914. Uh, his birth, na birth name is John Leslie Coogan. And he made, uh, I think his first, maybe it's his first movie or, or his famous role was The Kid in uh, that starred Charlie Chaplin. I saw this movie a long time ago when I was a kid. I loved it. Yeah, it was a great movie. And, uh, oh, 
Now I found out. No, it wasn't his first film. He did other ones and uh, as well. And uh, mostly silent pictures. And then he moved over to uh, talkies. He did that. And uh, let's see. Um, he had a, you know, he had a very turbulent life when he was growing up because uh, his uh, uh, family squandered all of the money that he earned from this the films. And then he it took him to court and all that. And then uh, then then they uh, did the Coogan Act. They did that. So that's called the Child, California Child's Actor Bill. That's a lot to be, to be safe of your earnings like that. So that's a good idea. So he's sort of responsible for that as well. And, of course, uh, he filmed in other movies and uh, television shows. And then, of course, he's famous for Uncle Fester and the Addams Family. I loved him in that show. He it was hilarious. It was perfect for him. I don't know if he enjoyed it. I don't know. Maybe he did. He enjoyed the story. You know, they had to shave his head because uh, I read somewhere that he had to shave his head and he had a big uh, mutton chop uh, sideburns like that. And then when he when he was completely bald, he said his kids and his grandkids go, oh, my God, they I, I they were so shocked, and uh, he was—he started to cry. <laughs> so that's a shame. Of course, his famous—I remember him from the Brady Bunch. He appeared uh, uh, twice on the Brady Bunch, and uh, once he got involved with a traffic accident—not tra you know—a a car accident with Carol Brady, and the other one with. Uh, when they're trying to save a public park and uh, he was uh, trying out the, the kid, a couple, a couple of the kids and Alice trying to convince him to sign a petition. <laughs> so uh, Alice, the housekeeper trying to, trying to woo him <laughs> like that, like that, but it didn't work. He appeared in a lot of sitcoms. He really did. And uh, he, he passed away on March 1st, 1984. He was 69 years old. But he left a legacy. He really did. He was a great actor. You know, he was uh, funny. Very funny. Okay. Next up, we're going to talk about uh, Don't Call, uh, from the 1960s, uh, sitcom Don't Call Me Charlie. I never heard of this show. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. So, that uh, the show starred... Uh, Actor Josh Peen or Pine, and he was a uh, his character's name was Dr. Judson McKay, and he was a small town veterinarian from Muskegon, Iowa. Uh, before I get further, I want to explain when the show started. It started. Uh, it premiered on September twenty first, nineteen sixty two. Canceled January twenty fifth, nineteen sixty three. Ran for one hour, uh, 26 episodes, eight unaired. It was a half-hour sitcom. And uh, like I said before, he was a, uh, Dr. Judson McKay was a small-time veterinarian who suddenly gets drafted in the Army. And he's stationed himself as a private at a post in Paris. 
and uh, he finds the officer in charge. His name was Colonel U. Uh, Dot Charles Barker, and that was at, uh, portrayed by actor John Hubbard. And he requested a bandmaster, a bandmaster, and uh, let's see what else. And there was like a some clerical error, like that. And he and he wanted a trombone player, but no, that that didn't work. So uh, the, most of the plots from the sitcom was. Uh, most of his fellow soldiers to trying to change Judson's uh, to change his small town ways, but he can't. You know, he's just I am what I am, and this is what I'm going to do, and this is who I'm not going to change like that. So, other people in the cast, we also have Artie Johnson. He played Corporal Lefkowitz. One of the uh, he started a lot of sitcoms in. Uh, you know, in the, in the early days, like in the late 50s and the early 60s, late 50s and early 60s, also there was Linda Lawson, played by Pat, uh, her character's name was Pat Perry, also Alan Napier as General Steele. Of course, we know him from Alfred the Butler in Batman. Also, Cully Richards as First Sergeant Stanley Wozniak, and also Penny Satin as Madame Fatine. She's, she appeared in a lot of TV shows, a lot, a lot of TV shows. I remember her as Laverne DeVasio's grandmother, Laverne and Shirley. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it didn't do well in the ratings, and then it just disappeared. So it's one of those uh, TV shows that fell into TV oblivion and never be heard again. And, uh, well, so that's uh, that's a shame. It really was. Really was so. Uh, right now, I'm going to play the theme song for "Don't Call Me Charlie." When I come back, I'm going to talk a little bit about the actor who played Dr. Justin McKay, Josh Peen. Uh, there's not much about him, so uh, so sit back and enjoy the theme song. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the uh, theme song for Don't Call Me Charlie. Um, as actor jo Josh Peen or Pine, I don't know how you pronounce it, uh, not much information about him. I didn't find anything, really. Uh, he appeared in, uh, his credits consists of just seven, act seven acting roles. Uh, first appeared on the TV series The Detectives. Also, the... Uh, also, Death Valley Days, a syndicated Western series. Also, he was in the movies. Also, Mr. Hobbs Takes a Vacation. That starred uh, Jimmy Stewart. That's a funny movie. Also, he appeared uh, in My Three Sons. And uh, he was also in 
Rosemary's Baby. And Doomsday, and that was, uh, and, and his last acting role was Doomsday Machine. And uh, he passed away on December 29th, 2006, in uh, New Mexico. So I don't know what he did. Maybe he took another career, you know, path, <laughs> something like that. I guess uh, so. I don't know. You know but the, as for the sitcom, I never heard it. I watched uh, one episode. It's funny, very enjoy, you know, very charming, you know, very entertaining. Just didn't do well in the ratings. Okay. So right now, uh, next up, uh, we'll go to the 1970s, and we're, and I'm going to talk about the animated series, The Barclays. And this was uh, premiere. Uh, this premiered on. September 9th, 1972, ended December 2nd, 1972, of the same year. Ran for one season, 13 episodes. And uh, this is created by the David H. DePatty Fritz Freeling Company, responsible for such shows as uh, The Pink Panther and Anthony Yardvark and many others. So... Yeah, so it was on NBC. I think I mentioned it. So this cartoon was inspired by All in the Family that aired on CBS during the t during that time, and it featured a a family of dogs that talk. <laughs> so uh, the head of the house was uh, Arnie. He was a bus driver. Sounds like Ralph Crampton, and uh, also his wife Agnes. And uh, they had two teenagers, Terry and Roger, and uh, a younger child, Chester. And the theme song was, Just Remember Ar Arnie's Barkley's Bark is Worse Than His Bite. <laughs> and uh, the theme song was somewhat similar to Those Were the Days, like that. Uh, like if you watch All in the Family at the end, they play dun 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 dun, dun you know, with the piano. And it's uh, Be Ever So Humble, There's No Place Like Home. I remember watching this show briefly when I was uh, in grade school in Saturday, but uh, I totally forgot all about it. And uh, it was really syndicated afterwards. And uh, somehow they brought it back on uh, Retro TV Network, if you have cable. And now it's on Pluto TV. If you have, uh, if you go streaming service, if you have Pluto TV, it's there. I gotta check it out, you know. But there are a few episodes. There are some episodes on YouTube. They really are. The voice of Arnie Barkley was Henry Corden. He did a lot of uh, voice acting and acting, of course. And uh, the voice of Agnes Barkley was actress Joan Gerber. You may remember her uh, doing voice acting. Uh, the and H&R Puffin Stuff. Also, in uh, Terry Barkley, uh, she did uh, the animated voice of Jeannie in, the, in Jeannie in the 1970s. Also, as Chester is uh, Gina Drusco. So he did that. And uh, he was... A, he was, uh, but uh, he was a Canadian-born actor, and he's a leader of an alternative rock band called Adam Again. I never heard of him. Also, as Roger uh, Barkley, that was uh, 
voiced by Michael Lewis. Michael Lewis, excuse me. So when I come back and play first, I'm sorry, right now I'm going to play the theme song of the Barclays. When I come back, I'll talk a little bit more about Henry Corden. Okay, so sit back and enjoy everyone. Thank you. Barney Barkley, he's the head of the Barkley House. Agnes Barkley is his devoted and loving spouse. They've got kids, Terry Roger and Chester too. And all of them are Barkley's through and through. Cause they're the Barclays And they're okay And Arnie Barclay With a very open mind Is always first to let you know His own opinionated ways But even though He may grumble and Get uptight Just remember Arnie Barclay's bark Is worse than his bite Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the introduction of the Barclays. Uh, I'll talk a little bit about actor Henry Corden. Uh, let's see. He was born January 6, 1920 in Montreal, Canada. And uh, he had a very distinctive voice and wonderful actor. And he did a lot of movies, lots and lots of movies and television. He was a busy guy. <laughs> So, uh, like, his first film was, uh, I think it's The Secret uh, the Secret Life of Walter Milty, and that started with uh, Danny Kaye. And also, he starred in uh, Abbott Costello movie uh, when they were in the Foreign Legion, also The Asphalt Jungle, also, uh, let's see, so The Bandwagon, there's so many. Oh, he was also in The Ten Commandments. Oh, boy, a lot. You know, like that. let's see what else he was in. Uh, the Singing Nun, uh, Hook, Line, and Sinker, Modern Problems, you know, like in the 80s, like that. And as for television, his first uh, TV role was in The the Life of Riley. That's the, the first TV series that started with Jackie Gleason. Also, uh, The Adventures of Superman, his Zorro, Peter Gunn, a lot of Westerns, like, for example, uh, Gunsmoke, Wagon Train, Have Gone With Travel, Bonanza. Uh, let's see, what else? Uh, Maverick, he was on. Uh, he played Genie's father on I Dream of Genie. He was there also on... His his uh, famous one of his uh, well known roles was the landlord of the on the TV series The Monkees, you know, and they uh, the, uh, the guys gave him trouble. You know, he was not uh, not a flexible guy. <laughs> I remember that. Um, so he did voice. Uh, he also did voice acting as well. Like uh, for example. Uh, 
like Scooby uh, Scooby's All Star Left Olympics. Uh, Fred Flintstone and Friends. He did that. Uh, after actor Alan Reed died, uh, the original voice of Fred Flintstone, Henry Corden took over his role. And he was Fred Flintstone all the way until he died. He did that. And uh, so he passed away on, let's see. He passed away on May 19th, 2005. He was 85 years old. So uh, he's one of those faces that you see him, but you don't know who he is. Because when you watch television or in the movies, uh, he was there. <laughs> That's uh, so what an illustrious career he had. Okay. Next up, we have from the 1980s, uh, the TV sitcom Filthy Rich. Uh, this this had a, has an interesting history of this show. And I remember this show very well. So here we go. Uh, this premiered on August 9th, 1982. Uh, ended uh, June 15th, 1983. Uh, aired on CBS. Ran for two seasons, 15 episodes, very short, and uh, had a good cast. And uh, this starred Dixie Carter and also Delta Burke. This is the first time, I think this is the first time they worked together before designing women. And uh, let's see. So uh, this is about, it was set in Memphis and it was owned by a guy, uh, a man i'm sorry his name was big big guy beck and uh in the pilot uh actress slim pickens played him just in the pilot after that for actor forrest tucker played afterwards and then uh so he after he passed away he was cryonically frozen <laughs> that's scary so he made a a will on videotape and it was played every week by his lawyer, George Wilhoyt. First played by actor David Healy and also by actor Vernon Weddell Jr. And the will uh, terms was, uh, so it was it was very, uh, I don't want to go into that very, uh, like, you know, go into detail like that. But uh, I think most of the plots was uh, the the oldest son uh, wanted to get all the money, I guess, and also his wife, Carlotta. Uh, his oldest son, uh, Marshall Beck, that's played by my, actor Michael Lombard, and Dixie Carter played uh, Carlotta. And also, but Big Guy was married to a very young lady her name was Kathleen, and that's played by Delta Burt. And uh, I wouldn't say she was dumb, but uh, she just wanted all that money. You know how gold diggers are. <laughs> and uh, also, he had an illegitimate song, Wild Bill Westchester, played by Jerry Harden. Uh, he made, you've seen him on a lot of TV shows. And all, and uh, his wife, Bootsy, was played by Ann, Ann Wedgworth. And there were schemes during the show and all that. Oh, and I also forgot about Charles uh, Frank, actor Charles Frank. He played Stanley Beck. He, he played uh, 
his, um, his younger brother, Marshall. Also in the uh, so also in the cast was uh, Nedra Vols as Mother B. Beck, his first wife. You may know him. As, you may know her as Adelaide from Different Strokes. She played the housekeeper after Charlotte Ray left. I believe that. Yeah. So it was. Uh, there was some going on in the uh, going ons in the behind the production scenes, you know. And the the show was created by Linda Bloodworth, famous for designing women. She created the show, and uh, of course, it was very famous and it was wonderful. I love designing women. I really do. So this uh, show was like a take takeoff of. Dallas and Dynasty during the time that uh, primetime soaps were popular like that. So they took advantage of it. And uh, I watched a couple. I remember when this aired. It was, uh, it was funny. I like that. Um, it wasn't good. It wasn't bad, but uh, it was fine. And uh, didn't do well in the ratings. And then after that, uh, Delta Burke and Dixie Carter went moved over to uh, design women and that's what they were famous for and they it was funny uh the funny thing is delta burke played dixie carter's uh mother-in-law <laughs> but on design women they were sisters you know so they had good chemistry very good chemistry indeed you know i i love them both like that and uh so that's uh that's very interesting so right now i'm going to play the the uh theme song for filthy rich when i come back i'll talk a little bit about delta burke <laughs> okay so sit back and enjoy everyone thank you Left a whole lot of cash, but he said in his did no will. His money hungry family could never collect if they didn't love his illegitimate son, Wild Bill. He said they had to be one happy family, and that's gonna be a mighty tough switch. But they want that gold, and they would sell their souls, cause they wanna be filthy rich. Filthy rich. Okay, everyone, I'm back. I hope you enjoyed the theme song for Filthy Rich. I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit about Delta Burke. Uh, she became famous for designing women as Suzanne Sugarbear, one of the best TV characters of all time. Um, the show, when she started, uh, she was lovely, beautiful. Uh, not She was funny, but not that funny. But when she gained weight, she got funnier and hilarious. And I look forward to watching her every week as time went on. And she was great. She was wonderful like that. Uh, she was like another Lucille Ball to me. And But there was turmoil behind the set. 
you know, behind the scenes because of her weight and uh, her unreliability and all that. Oh, it was a, it was a mess. It really was. Uh, she stayed until the show from 1991, and the show continued until 1993. Well, a lot of people missed her like that, and uh, then she then she started her own show, Delta. That premiered in 1992. I'm gonna do a podcast episode about her, you know. And uh, she also uh, then she returned to another Linda Bloodworth Thomason series called Women of the House. I'll also talk about that someday. Also, DAG, D A G. And then she went on to uh, start another series and uh, like Boston Legal. Also, uh, she appeared on film, uh, I think, with Mel Gibson, What Women Want. And uh, she was a. Uh, she was in beauty pageants. She won Miss Florida in 1974. You know, I saw a clip of that. She looked beautiful. Oh, she's gorgeous. You know, uh, she hasn't done much acting in the past couple of years. I haven't seen her yet, but uh, lately. So I hope she's doing okay, you know. And, uh, you know, she's married to uh, actor Gerald McCraney. We all know him from Simon and Simon. They've been married uh, since 1989, so that's uh, so that's uh, that's great. That's that's wonderful. You know, I hope she's doing well. I really do. Okay. Next up, we have uh, from the 1990s the police drama Bodies of Evidence, and this uh, program premiered on June 18th, 1992, ended May 28th, 1993, and that starred Lee Horsley and George Clooney. And this was uh, the last lead role before he went into ER that premiered in 1994, I believe. Yeah. And that aired on CBS. Here are two seasons, 16 episodes. And uh, those guys, uh, they were a team of homicide detectives led and that was led by the head of the the head of the department lieutenant ben carroll uh that was portrayed uh, by lee horsley also george clooney was detective ryan walker also in the cast was actress kate mcneil as detective Nora hutton also l actor al fan l fan excuse me detective will stratton uh leslie jordan oh what a funny man he was uh, the forensic, forensic specialist. Very serious role. <laughs> also, Francis X. McCarthy as Sergeant Jimmy Houghton. Laurie Toussaint as Dr. Mary Rocket. She was only in the first season. Also, Jennifer Hetrick as Bonnie Carroll. Alan Fudge as Chief Frank Leland. And Kimberly Scott joined the cast in season two as Maggie Holland. Uh, didn't do well in the rain. Well, kind of did in the ratings. Eh, it was okay. You know, uh, I, I saw the show once and that's it. Um, it was all, you know, all right. But once uh, George Clooney went into ER, boom, <laughs> that, they, that's it. He catapulted stardom. And I think he's he's famous for that. And he's wonderful, 
wonderful actor. And then he went to movies, of course, <laughs> like that. And uh, this this program, like I said, was short-lived. So, so uh, right now I'm going to play the theme song for Bodies of Evidence. When I come back, I'll talk a little bit about Lee Horsley. You know, he had a he has an interesting acting career. Okay, so sit back and enjoy, everyone. Thank you. Hey everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the theme song for Bodies of Evidence. And I'll talk a little bit about actor Lee Horsley. Uh, he's a great actor. Um, he was born uh, May 15, 1955. Still with us. Thank goodness. And uh, his first television role was in the 1981 series Nero Wolf. And uh, also, let's see. And uh, that also starred William Conrad as can as canon. <laughs> like the, but his most famous role, of course, was Matt Houston. I used to love that show. The Dared in the Eighties, from nineteen eighty two to nineteen eighty five. That was Matt, and uh, also the syndicated series Paradise. And uh, but he also did stage work. He did that. Oh, he appeared in a couple movies like that. And uh, he also appeared uh, in the series called Hawkeye. That was a series set in, set in the French and Indian War that started with Linda Carter. It was a Wonder Woman. And uh, so he does. I haven't seen him lately. I don't. Uh, but he's right now he's a. Uh, outdoorsman, horseman, rodeo participant, and a novelist. So he's a busy guy. He doesn't have to act. So that's great. You know, I hope he's doing well. I really do. Okay. Now, next up, we're going to go to the 2000s. And it's a television sitcom, Andy Richter Controls the Universe. <laughs> this one, oh, this is bizarre. <laughs> 
really is. So this premiered on March 19th, 2002. Uh, was canceled January 12th, 2003. Uh, had 19 episodes. Uh, had two seasons. Oh, that's good. And it starred Andy Richter. We all know Andy Richter as the sidekick of with Conan O'Brien on Late Night with Conan O'Brien. Uh, and uh, he was wonderful. I love those guys. They, they, they made me laugh during the 90s. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, they did some goofy stuff. They really did. And uh, Andy Richter stayed uh, with uh, Conan O'Brien until 2000. And according to uh, sources that uh, Conan O'Brien was okay with that, and uh, but he, he didn't want him to leave, you know. But, uh, but he supported him, so that's good. Like that. And uh, let's see what else. Uh, the character's name, Andy Rector, he shares the same name as, uh, you know, the actor. He's, he's an inspiring writer living in Chicago and wants to write short stories. And I'm, I'm, unfortunately, he's forced to work as a technical writer for Pickering Industries, you know, to write the uh so he can pay the bills. He got to support himself, and uh, doesn't want to work with the company, but he's good at the job. So okay. Also in the cast was uh, Paget or Brewster. You know, very famous. Uh, you've seen her in many TV shows. Uh, her her character's name was Jessica Green, and she worked. Uh, she worked in her department, and she became their boss, and uh, became his boss eventually. Also in the cast was uh, Wendy McKay. She played the receptionist at the at the office, and uh, the character's name was Irene Molloy. Also, actor Byron Togler. He's the uh, his name, uh, portrayed by Jonathan Slavin. He moves into Andy's office and. Uh, we have one of those <laughs> like that when you're at a workplace. Also in, also in the cast was uh, James Patrick Stewart. He played Keith, and he was Andy's best friend. You may know him in General Hospital. And also, he's also his best friend. He plays Valentine Cassidyne. And, uh, of course, his famous uh, father was Chad Stewart of Chad and Jeremy. Yeah, and... Uh, yeah, so uh, I saw the show maybe once. It was okay. You know, Andy Richter is a very funny man. But it didn't do well in the ratings, and then it got canceled, and then uh, that was it. <laughs> but um, Conan O'Brien did appear on one episode. He did. And he, he portrayed uh, Pickering's new CEO. I missed that. I wanted to see that. <laughs> So right now I'm going to play the theme song for Andy Richter Controls the Universe. It's very short. It's about 10 seconds long. It's like, and then, then it's done. When I come back, I will talk a little bit more about Andy Richter. Okay? So sit back and enjoy, everyone. Thank you. All right, everyone, I am back. Oh, that was a short theme song for uh, Andy Richter, 
controls the universe. Uh, I'll talk a little bit about him. He was born Paul Andrew Richter on October 28, 1966. And he's best known as the sidekick for Conan O'Brien on uh, the talk shows. Uh, when the... Uh, it's like when Jay Leno left uh, The Tonight Show, they chose Conan O'Brien to take over. And Andy Richter returned to uh, to be the sidekick. I thought it was doing well, but uh, somehow there was turmoil. I always say turmoil. You know, there was, um, you know, friction behind the scenes. And then after that, Jimmy Fallon took over. Or I think, I don't know if, no, I think uh, Jay Leno returned. Yeah, he returned. I'm sorry. And then uh, Jimmy Fallon to, uh, return, uh, did the Tonight Show. So he was born in Grand Rapids, Michigan, but he also was raised in Yorkville, Illinois, you know, Chicagoland area. And uh, he did that. And uh, him and Conan O'Brien did wonderful, th- uh, great comedy bits. <laughs> And it's so funny, like for the year 2000, sometimes sometimes he did it with uh, celebrities. <laughs> you know, I love Conan O'Brien. I really do. He's funny. Uh, then, the move, then the show moved to TBS and ran for a long time. And uh, that ended uh, recently. So that's uh, that's a shame. So I guess Conan O'Brien's sort of returning in a way. I think like HBO specials. So uh, when Conan O'Brien was hired, you know, to do the late night show after, you know, after Jay Leno, like who is this guy, <laughs> you know? And uh, but he sort of did well, and uh, he appealed to college kids just like David Letterman did in the eighties. And uh, he just caught on, you know, with the red hair and the freckles, and he's so tall and skinny, and did uh, made funny faces. Also, Andy Richter did that too. <laughs> so um, Andy Richter's a good actor. I like him a lot. I really do. Okay. Uh, last show we have from the 2010s is the. Um, Scary t- TV drama, 666 Park Avenue. Oh, I watched this show a lot. I really did. And uh, this premiered on September 30th, 2012, ended July 13th, 2013. This aired right after Des- uh, Desperate Housewives on Sunday nights. And it ran for one season, 13 episodes, had a good cast. And uh, this this was about a, an apartment building in Manhattan, New York, and it's uh, it's possessed by a mysterious demonic force. Ugh. And the building was called uh, the Beau Arts Building, and uh, it's also but it's also called the Drake. It was an apartment building, and. Uh, Let's see what else. Let's see what else here. Um, so it was actually a building. It was called the Ansonia, and that's located on uh, Broadway Street between 73rd Street and 74th uh, in the Upper West Side of Manhattan. So, uh, it had, like I said before, it had a good cast. So the main uh, 
So the cast members were uh, Rachel Taylor as Jan Van Veen. She was the new co-manager of the building. Also, uh, Dave Annabelle as Henry Martin. I think that's her boyfriend. Also, Robert Buckley. Uh, he played Brian Leonard. He, he, was, a, he was a playwright. He uh, lived with his wife. Uh, she's a photographer. Her name was Louise Leonard, played by Mercedes Masson. Masson. I think that's how you pronounce her name. Also, there was uh, Helena Madsen as Alexis Bloom. She's an assistant to Louise. Also, Samantha Logan as Nona Clark. She had a unique gift. She was a resident. Also, there was the doorman, Tony DeMille, played by Eric uh, Palladino. He's most famous for ER. And the, uh, the building owners were Terry Quinn as uh, Gavin Doran. And, and Vanessa Woman played Olivia Doran as his wife. Oh. <laughs> so um, that's, that's uh, and there were like scary, uh, there were like scary going on. And then I remember one episode, Whoopi Goldberg, Goldberg, Whoopi Goldberg starred in one episode. And uh, she lived in the building, but she never left. You know, she was like a hermit, you know, recluse. Like that. And there was like, uh, like I said, there was uh, peculiar things happening, like possession or things moving around. You know, you get the idea, <laughs> like Rosemary's baby, like that. So uh, when I come back, uh, right now I'm going to play the theme song for 666 Park Avenue. When I come back, I'll talk a little bit about Vanessa Williams. Yeah. So uh, just enjoy the theme song, folks. Thank you. enjoyed the theme song for 666 Park Avenue. Uh, it's a shame the show didn't last longer. I liked it. I really did. As for actress Vanessa Williams, oh, she had a, she has a interesting career. Uh, she was a first, uh, she became Miss America in 1984, one of the first, uh, as the first African American woman to receive the title. And after that, she resigned because there was a controversy of new photographs published on Penthouse Magazine. I wonder if that magazine's still around. Eh, maybe. I don't know. And then after that, uh, she she made a comeback, and then she uh, did acting, and she recorded uh, uh, songs and then uh, I remember the first song was Dreaming that came out in 1989 and uh, she's she's a great singer you know she sings beautifully she really does and then she acted in Broadway and then television and uh, let's see what else and I liked her and then she went over after uh, 666 Park Avenue she moved over to De Desperate Housewives 
And she was great in that. She was nasty lady. <laughs> well, not nasty. I mean, she was not uh, not very nice, but uh, kind of funny. She did a lot of TV shows. She starred on Allie McBeal, L.A. Doctors. She was on the French French Prince of Bel Air. Also, the Love Boat. You know, she did that. And uh, let's see. Uh, let's see what else she she played. And uh, she's still acting. You know, also an ugly. Oh, she also starred in Ugly Betty. Yeah, that's uh, she was in the main cast of that. That ran for four years on ABC as Will, Wilhelmina Slater. I liked her in that. You know, she's sort of like uh, the Devil May Prada, you know, like uh, Meryl Streep's character in a way, sort of. <laughs> okay, so uh, that's it for this program. Uh, I'll do a quick, I'm going to do a recap of what I discussed today. So here we go. So from the 1950s, I discussed the syndicated TV series Cowboy Gene-Man. From the 1960s, the television sitcom Don't Call Me. From the 19, uh, Don't Call Me Charlie, excuse me. Uh, from the 1970s, the animated TV series The Barclays. From the 1980s, the TV sitcom Filthy Rich. From the 1990s... Uh, the police drama Bodies of Evidence from 2000s, the TV sitcom Andy Richter controls the universe. And of course, on in the 2010s, 666 Park Avenue, uh, the horror drama. Okay, so uh, this program will be published uh, wherever podcasts are available. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Also be on my YouTube channel, TV uh, Oblivion, the podcast. Also, it'll be on my social media accounts, Facebook and Twitter. And uh, whatever is easier for you to listen. I will have to do another podcast episode probably next weekend. Okay. So this is, uh, excuse me, this is Pete Kostanis, your host of TV Oblivion, the podcast. Uh, thank you for joining me. I had a wonderful time. And uh, so right now, I'm going to play the pick and pluck song that ends the show. So take care, everyone. So long.